Ladies and gentlemen, this past week, um, a tragedy in the CCD family. Our very own Terry Willard lost his wife of 40 years. And we're going to start to show off in honor of Annette Willard. I can't imagine what you're going through, Terry, but we love you, brother, and we're here for you. can't even imagine what Terry has gone through this week and um, Terry is just an unbelievably nice guy um, I've known Terry for a long time not as close to him as uh, some of the other people down there but he's just a guy that you you never you never feel uncomfortable around you always he can make you laugh make you smile he can carry on a great conversation he's just I mean just a great guy great personality um, everybody loves Terry down at the racetrack and um, we can't say um, how sorry enough we are um, for what you're dealing with. I mean, you've been, Terry was with his wife for 40 years plus. Um, they were together in high school. So to have somebody by your side your entire life and then wake up one day and they're not there, um, I just can't say sorry enough about the situation that you have gone through this week. Um, it's a terrible deal. And me and everybody at the CCD family are uh, sending hugs and prayers for you, buddy. Um, on to this show. Um, big news this week. A lot of big news. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going around. Um, some rumors, uh, rumor mills. Um, Rod cleared a lot of that up last, or this couple nights ago, um, on Facebook. If you have not, if you did not catch the Facebook Live, with Rod Velen, I believe you can still go back and watch it. Uh, pretty important stuff. A lot of good stuff. Um, and Rod cleared the air on quite a few rumors. Um, there was a lot of um, questions, a lot of answers, 
a lot of suggestions. Um, so it's really good stuff. Um, you can go back and go to Rod's page and watch it. Um, it's over an hour long, but I believe there was a lot of stuff there discussed. So um, we'll get into that a little bit later. I uh, just want to say thank you to everybody that's uh, part of this podcast, the CCD podcast. We are on episode number five. We have 57 subscribers on YouTube, 808 views since we started, um, and 139 hours of watch time. Um, so huge shout out to you guys uh, for making that happen. And it's allowed me to expand into a new platform. Um, we just got Spotify underway. Um, I'm not going to lie. It is not free to air on Spotify. So, um, I am paying to put episodes on Spotify, but I wouldn't do that if it wasn't for you guys. If we weren't sitting here with 808 views, 139 hours of watch time and 57 subscribers in just four weeks, I wouldn't consider it. But this has become successful. And I'm not doing this for attention. I'm not doing this for popularity. I'm doing this because I enjoy it. And I feel like it's something different. It brings recognition to the track. It gives people something to look forward throughout the week. Um, I think that we can expand this show and make it into something even more. Um, so I decided to go ahead and put it out on Spotify. This, if people, if you don't know what Spotify is or you don't have Spotify, it's a little bit easier, um, to do the podcast as far as you can stream it while you're doing other stuff on your phone. Um, or, you know, you can download the episode and listen to it. Like if you're a, somebody that travels a lot and you are an airplane, you can download the episode and you can listen to it while you're flying. Um, you can listen to it while you're playing a video game on your Xbox. You can just, you, you know, you can do a lot with Spotify. Spotify is not free. Um, you do have to usually pay a membership or a um, monthly payment subscription for Spotify. I do have my own um and I've had one for a long time and I love it. I mean, you could get every single song that you ever even could imagine through Spotify. Um, you know, you can do podcasts, uh, just a lot of good stuff on Spotify. And, you know, some people are not into that and YouTube will still be available. So, uh, matter of fact, the YouTube video, um, the YouTube podcast, it will air first, um, most likely. And so as soon as the uh, podcast is uploaded to YouTube, it's going to Spotify. Now, YouTube does take a little bit longer. I could actually start a upload to YouTube um, in the morning if I'm out here on the road um, like I am right now. Um, coming at you from uh, Virginia <laughs> with this week's per podcast. Sitting in my semi in a parking lot at a truck stop in Virginia. So that's neat. But anyway, um, you know, it could take up to eight to 10 hours to upload a video onto YouTube. Um, Spotify is a little different. I can get it up and get it, you know, aired in within an hour or two. So, uh, but remember, if you are a subscriber on YouTube or um, the uh, pod or Spotify, um, you will be the first to know when a new episode airs because it's going to send you an email and say that, you know, 
one of your subscriptions have posted a new video and it will be the podcast but don't get me wrong it's not going to take me long as soon as it's uploaded i uh, usually post the link to facebook so you can go to the coles county website or i mean not website but facebook page or you can go to my personal facebook page and you can find the link to the episode the new episode or all episodes pretty cool deal um with the spotify thing i can watch and see where the listeners are coming from um today i actually got on there and i thought this was pretty neat so our leading um downloader on spotify right now is from belgium um (laughs) well it's it's kind of um bizarre really i don't know um if who this would be maybe um somebody just really loves drag racing uh because if you go to spotify and you type in a keyword bracket racing or drag racing ccd podcast is going to come up but shout out to whoever you are listening in brussels belgium um over there in germany uh that is freaking awesome i just i I love that that just made my day when i seen that four downloads i think he's downloaded every single episode he or she i don't know Um, but i think that's pretty neat um, it's been on Spotify for a couple days now, um, two days maybe, and we've already got 18 downloads on Spotify. So, um, you know, it's like I said, the CCD, the CCD podcast is here to stay. With that being said, I didn't want to do this, but I'm going to. I'm going to put it out there, and it's not for my benefit, just so everybody knows. Um, marketing options. If you own a business and you want a shout out if you want a commercial um, you want a plug on the podcast i am trying to work on something um even if it's 20 bucks you know you throw me 20 bucks to get your company name business name whatever anything out there on the podcast it's not for my personal benefit um we will do something with that money Um, Let's just say somebody calls me and says, hey, I want my business mentioned. I'm a little, you know, 10 second, 15 second um, advertisement and I will give you 25 bucks. What we're going to do is take that $25 and turn it into something I can do on the show to give away Um, some kind of prize, some kind of game, um, you know, with a caller uh, or something that happens down at the racetrack. I will give that money out and we can, you know, do some neat stuff with it. Um, but I figured it was a good way if uh, some people wanted to get their business name out there, advertise a little bit. And uh, obviously, I just gave you your numbers. Uh, 808 views, 139 hours of watch time, and 57 subscribers already in four weeks. So, you know, it's getting around. If you want your business out there and you uh, have an idea of what we could do with the money, I'm open ears to that too. Um, I've got a few ideas. So, um, if you want to talk about it, you know, private message me and we can uh, sit and talk about it. So just going to throw that out there. Now I am going to do one for free. Megaworks in Decatur, Illinois on Pershing. Um, just hooked me up uh, this Friday. Um, I got some new tires in and I called just about every place I could find in Decatur that does tires. And not a single place would take me Friday. Um, and none of them could get me done uh, before 12 o'clock on Saturday. And um, actually, Levi Perry uh, called me up, said that he uh, just got off the phone with Ryan 
McClelland um, that runs the Megaworks shop up in Decatur on Pershing and said that he would take me, get the tires mounted for me, and, um, you know, get me rolling. And I can't say enough uh, how much I appreciate that. I uh, was a little worried about going into this weekend with the tires I had on the car. Um, I knew it was going to be a little warm, and I'm kind of glad I got them on there because there was some issues down at the track this weekend with traction with a few guys. So I'm not sure how well I would have fared um, with my car without the new rubber. And I can't say enough about uh, Ryan McClelland at MegaWorks and uh, hooking me up. And, you know, they do a lot more than just tires, guys. I mean, they can take an ordinary truck and turn it into a badass truck. I mean, they'll do um, Nerf bars, lift kits, spray-in bed liners, bed covers. I mean, they do it all at MegaWorks. They, um, you know, they sell tires and rims. Um, they, they're just, they're, I, I'm not even sure they might do stereo stuff. Um, just a lot of, just a little bit of everything. And they also offer financing, so. If you ain't got, you want to go in there and get, you know, some new rims or some new tires or whatever, um, stop in there, ask for Ryan, and they will hook you up. So on to the big news. Uh, Rod went live the other night on Facebook. Uh, I think he was a little frustrated. Had some rumors going around that he was cutting VHT, um, trying to be cheap. Uh, that he stopped using VHT and used another brand to be cheap. Not the case, folks. Um, if you can find some VHT that Rod can drive to in a manageable fashion, you know, something that's not 900 miles away, let him know. Because he'll be in his vehicle the second you let him know, and he'll be on his way to get it. Um, VHT, can't get it. Um, he talked about it the other night and um, they are using renegade um, they're learning a little bit about renegade and uh, you know they've had a couple bad weeks and I'm going to be brutally honest here um, I'm not here to kiss anybody's ass um, I'm not that's not what this podcast is for um, this podcast is to reach um, everybody uh, as far as listeners get the word out get recognition talk about the stuff that's going on and um, that's the bottom line and why should I lie to you I'm not going to sit here and say oh the track was absolutely killer um, just not going to do it because what happens whenever I tell you that it really is absolute killer and you don't believe me because it really wasn't so I'm going to be brutally honest um, I didn't I, I didn't have a problem per se this weekend um I know Ron Hill didn't have a problem, and there was a lot of other people that didn't have problems, but there are some that are having major problems, and some of them, I believe, um, might be the setups on their cars. They just haven't figured it out yet, um, and then there's a lot of them that really make you scratch your head and think, okay, that probably is an issue. Um, when I hear that Bob Paul is spinning the tires, I've heard that TJ Evans spun spin the tires, um, Jim Treat, um, and matter of fact, I my dad did say he did spin um, last week, I think, maybe, or I can't remember, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but it wasn't nothing really to affect the car. But uh, John Smiley struggling to get down a track. Uh, Tim Muchow struggling. Um, Andy Campbell just about wrecked his car trying to get on the track. Um, so, I mean, these are fast cars, guys, that are struggling. I mean, not all of them. Bob Paul is not the fastest car down there. Um, Mikey Robinson, 
I mean, he's running a little bit faster than my car. He's added weight. He's done a lot of stuff to try to get his car to work down there. And he said he didn't hook up one time this week. Um, that's why. And, you know, it's a sad deal because Mikey won't come and run pro. He can't. I mean, he, he said, I can't be competitive down there in pro class when I don't know if my car's going to work or not. He said, there's times when it does. And, you know, so, you know, I don't know what the issue is as far as, is it the weather? Is it the, um, the tire or the traction compound they're using? Um, is it, I, I don't know. Is it the track? Um, obviously this track is the, one of the oldest surfaces around. So, you know, you, you work with what you got. But it, it, it does break my heart a little bit that, you know, that we're having issues because of, you know, what I heard this week. I heard Mikey Robinson say that he will not run pro. He can't run pro. Um, it's just not worth his time or his money to come run pro on a weekly basis because his car just won't work. And I, I totally get it. If I had a car that did not work, um, I don't think I'd waste my time either. So hopefully we can, you know, figure it out or they can figure it out. Um, there was a lot of good suggestions last night um but here's the deal i don't know how well your suggestions are taken into consideration um i want to think they are but i also hear the phrase um i'm willing to turn the keys over to anybody that thinks that they can do a better job um so is your suggestion does it really matter if you don't have the money to buy the track and just you know do what you want to do uh, like I said, I, I hope not. I think Rod's got the best interest in, um, you know, making things work. And he has done a lot of stuff that we've asked. Um, but when it comes to traction issues, um, I feel like there's so many people that have so many different ideas um, that, you know, it's hard to just take them all. But I think that they definitely need to try something different. Um, I talked to a lot of people this weekend that were down there Friday, um, last weekend, this weekend said that they, they couldn't believe how well the track worked. And the only difference that I can think of is they did scrape, you know, they scraped before a Friday night. They're starting on a fresh surface. I mean, they, they laid rubber down. Um, and the temperature, I mean, obviously Friday fun night is Friday fun night. Um, it's obviously cooler. Um, they're not have, they don't have the sun beating down on the track. A lot of people suggested a later start time um, this week. It's going to be hot. Um, it was only 80-something degrees um, this past weekend, and they had issues. It's going to be 94 this coming weekend. Let me tell you something. It's hot. That That's hot. 94 might not feel or might not sound like, you know, it don't sound like 100, but I'm telling you, 94 to 97 to 98, that's freaking hot. And when, you, when you're getting into them kind of temperatures, your tack temperatures are going to be extreme. And it's going to be really hard. If they're struggling to keep the track going at 80 degrees, um, I don't know how well it's going to work this weekend. So I think that they better try something different. Um, I don't know about the early start time or the later start time. Rod seemed a little hesitant on that. I'm not sure exactly why. Um, I don't know if it's because of the electric bill um, running the lights. Um, most of the night uh, but here's the deal you got to do something if it costs you an extra $200 in the power bill because you started late and you had to run the, the lights a little bit longer I don't feel like <clears throat> that's enough to compensate for losing 
five to six cars. Uh, so, and then, you know, there's the other issue of curfew <clears throat> and that could be his reasoning. We don't know. Um, he didn't exactly say for sure. Um, but obviously he's being respectful to the neighbors and he's had that respect for the last 12 or 13 or years, however many years Rod's owned the track. And he's been courteous of that curfew. I don't think it's a strict curfew. I don't think it's one like mandatory, but it isn't an agreement. I mean, he's respectful of it. Um, he did run over that curfew, uh, the Walt Crabtree race. And I don't think there was too many repercussions, but you obviously don't want to start having that happen um, every week <clears throat> because it could, you know, could be an issue. But, you know, the way I see it right now, you're finishing up a couple hours early every week right now because of the car counts. So what if you do start an hour late? <laughs> I mean, uh, this leads me to my next thing. Um, I feel like, you know, the starting line situation, um, I'm not here to bash anybody. I'm just saying I think it could be better. Um, Greg Tim, I cannot take anything away from the guy as far as his work ethic um, his dedication, his loyalty, um, and his love for that place. And, you know, the guy, he does it all. I mean, really does. I don't know if Rod could survive without Greg Tim. And you, ca you, you can't not respect somebody like that. I mean, America is full of people that don't want to work, that are lazy, um, that, you know, they have to have a certain amount of money. Well, let me tell you something. Greg Tim is not part of that, you know, population. Greg Tim will get out there and bust his ass week in, week out, you know, seven days a week. And he'll go m multiple hours without sleep. He'll do whatever it takes. And he does it cheap. Um, just because, you know, he loves what he does. He takes pride in what he does. But here's the deal. The starting line, um, the burnout box, it's getting a little ridiculous. Um, it got brought up last night um, in Rod's video. And I can't agree more. I mean, I I actually asked somebody to get a video um, last week um, while I was not there. I wanted somebody to go up to the fence and record at least a good 5 to 10 minutes of video. And, you know... That way I could go talk to Rod. Because I wasn't going to bring this up unless I could show him exactly what he's not seeing. Um, it's 10 to 15 seconds every pair of cars. I mean, you go somewhere else. They send the cars down the track. They take two good, two good glances at the track. And if you don't see anything obvious, they don't even get up off their stool. They're starting the next pair. I understand that you've got traction issues right now. But... It's not like that. It's not like, okay, you got traction issues, just, you know, the last pair of cars. And I'm going to get up here and I'm going to do something to the track and we're going to fix it because it's not fixing it. It's going on all night. I mean, the traction issues. So I feel like if it's something that's not obvious, you start the next pair. And I believe that you could save a lot of time this way. And I know that, you know, Rod made a comment this is the double edged sword because if he doesn't spend enough time looking at the track over and somebody spins they're going to be up there complaining well guess what it's just part of it i mean that's part of running a business you're going to have that i mean um if you really want the math 
let's say you got 26 cars that's 13 pairs at 15 seconds in between each pair that is two minutes per round times seven rounds that's 14 15 minutes and then you multiply that by three or four classes you're talking an hour um, that it's costing you um, so in my opinion it could be cut in half um, I feel like there's times where yes you know he needs to wait he needs to get out there and he sees something obvious you know you know spray some ethanol rub the mop um, but I feel like every single pair um, he's out there stomping his foot on the track um, seeing if it's sticky or not I don't know what good that does you're not gonna stop the show and respray are you you're not gonna put more glue down are you I mean <laughs> I, I just I think some of the stuff is pointless I think you can eliminate a lot of that um and you know rod made the comment that you know he didn't have somebody there this week that was supposed to be at our own starting line but guess what i've noticed it all year and so has about 20 other people that's talked to me um he's just taken a lot a lot of unnecessary time uh to overlook the track and you know what you know rep, rep reputation precedes you you know ccd's had a reputation of bad traction in the past so, you know, I guess sometimes when, you know, you get that reputation, you need to take a, a little extra time and look things over. But um, I honestly feel like it could be cut in half. Um, so hopefully, you know, we can uh, get that worked out. Um, not saying that, you know, not saying that it has to happen. I'm just saying that it would make the day go a lot smoother. Um, you know, it would make people <laughs> sitting in the water box a lot happier um, for sure. Uh, so there it is. I mean, brutal honesty. Um, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat anything. I'm not here to stir the pot. I'm not here to start a big riot or controversy or drama. That's not what this show's for. Um, but we're going to talk about the issues. And, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to sugarcoat them. I'm going to be brutally honest. And, you know, hopefully we can uh, all work together and, um, you know, help rot out um, with suggestions or advice and, you know, keep making, uh, CCD great. This weekend, super pro Denny Katz, the old guy, old guy's rule, right? Denny, uh, takes the super pro win. Um, he's 28 total in the final 14 up front, 14 above. Um, Jay Billingsley, uh, is who he raced in the final and <laughs> man, I've talked about Jay um, in the last couple of episodes because he's worthy of talking about. Um, he's raced four times in Super Pro. He's already uh, fourth in the points, and he's only 12 out of first place. So Denny, or, uh, Jay Billingsley is getting it done in the Camaro. Not sure where his dragster's at, but um, actually his, him and his wife are uh, doing double time, sharing a seat in that car. Um, she's been racing Pro. Jay's been running Super Pro. And he just keeps clicking off win light after win light. And he's been in two finals in a row, um, two weeks in a row. He won last week, the uh, Super Pro, and in the final again this weekend. So he's having a stellar month. Um, you know, Jay's another great guy. Uh, can't say enough about that guy. Um, he talks to me every week. He's always got a smile on his face. He's always happy to talk to you. Um, so awesome job, Jay Billingsley. Semi-final, Dino Donnie Davis. In his Camaro or Firebird, I think, um, getting it done in Super Pro. He has not been out there a lot, but when he is, he is a very tough customer. Uh, Donnie Davis has got a hell of a good car. I believe that's Ralph Ralph Craig's old car, 
and uh dino's got her tuned in he um he knows how to drive that thing and he knows how to get it done so awesome job to uh donnie davis this week in super pro pro class this is big steve beal and his 79 camaro out of riverton illinois um takes over the driver's seat uh his daughter has had a little um couple struggles uh in the car and and not really it's not about driving the car she's just mentally having issues and she talked to my dad um this weekend and she just you know said i need to take a break and i need to work on some stuff and i'm just i'm struggling um let dad jump in and and i'll take some test hits today well guess what she didn't give very many test hits because steve beale parked it on the dance floor first win ever in the big car um i believe um i'm not positive on that um but i believe that is his first win and dude was stellar um he was 12 up front in the um final and he might have lifted uh it showed 63 mile an hour he was 25 above so he's 37 total um who's to say what you know what that package would have looked like if he ran it out um, i'm i'm definitely gonna say he lifted 63 mile an hour that car runs a lot faster than that so um just kill mode for steve beal and i can't congratulate him enough i think that's awesome anytime somebody gets their first win um i think it's amazing last week jim chittick his first win in pro class at coles county and then this week <clears throat> steve beal with his first win and we've got another first win uh in a big car jesse fritz got it done sportsman but before we go into that runner-up kim niemeyer in his uh 94 mustang he's out of humble um racing capital of the world uh he goes red in the final against beal and rightfully so i mean he needed to be he needed to go after it because beal was solid so nothing to hang your head about there niemeyer you know them red lights you know you always look at the ticket when you go red and if the guy's completely trash you're ready to throw stuff you're ready to break stuff. You're mad. You're cussing yourself. But when you see the guy was 12 up front, you're thinking, okay. I mean, I obviously needed to go after it here. I was going to have to be pretty solid. So you don't beat yourself up, um, you know, as much um, whenever, you know, you, you go red and you see your opponent was pretty solid. Uh, but Neymar leading the points is having a hell of a year. Um, he was just in a final a couple weeks ago. Um, so he just keeps pulling away with that points lead. So awesome job to Kim Niemeyer. He's having a great year. Semifinals, Max Lang. Um, he's uh, another one having a great year. And that was who Katrina Shane or Katrina Murphy. My God, how many times am I going to do that? <laughs> I'm sorry, Katrina. So Max Lang is who she selected in the pick a winner, be a winner. Um, that would have paid $45 to her and $45 to Max if he would have won pro class. Um, Speaking of that, um, I'm going to go into some details on the pick a winner, be a winner situation in a little bit. Uh, but we're going to move on um, to a sportsman class. Jesse Fritz got his first win um, in a bigger car. Um, I think that's awesome. Um, Jesse is a young gun. Um, still racing juniors um, as we speak. He is still racing in the junior division and he's also racing in sportsman class he's a rookie and he is moving on up and in points um so awesome job to jesse jesse is actually our special guest caller this week so if anybody's wondering jesse fritz will be our caller um he will be calling him here a little bit later um he uh he raced tony lyons um 
in the final. Tony went red. Um, the semifinals, TJ Evans, uh, sandbags in the trunk and all. <laughs> um, I just happened to notice TJ's Facebook, and TJ was struggling, um, having some issues hooking up. About loaded it up, and I believe there was some controversy. Uh, you know, Justin Evans over there um, having a conversation with Rod and getting frustrated, and they decided to throw some sandbags in the trunk and sandbagged their way all the way to the semifinals. Uh, so awesome job to TJ. Hey, man, pull some heads in the back of that thing. That's what I got in my trunk. Uh, sand, you know, you poke a hole in that bag. If you got any, um, you know, holes in your trunk and that sand starts getting on the track, that's an issue, bro. Just letting you know that. <laughs> so get some get some heads or some weights bolted into that trunk. Street Fighter, Mikey Robinson. Gets it done. Traction issues and all. Um, had traction issues all day. Said he never never hooked up one time all day. But he still got it done in Street Fighter. Um, unfortunate for Mikey that he can't get that car to work um, every week because I just I'd love to see him. You know, he lives close. You know, that's a, an entire racing family. You know, he could be a, um, a dedicated pro car every week if, if the car just worked. I mean, it's hard to be competitive when your car don't work, so I get it. Uh, Mike Mueller, runner-up um, in the Street Fighter division. Novice Street, Johnny Barbie. Two in a row for Johnny. I believe one more and you're done, bro. You're moving up to Sportsman, <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I Like I said, I think the novice class is awesome. Gives somebody, um, you know... A chance to learn the sport, get a little better at it, and then you get some confidence. You win three in a row in novice, and you're moving up in sportsman. You don't feel like you're just at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, yeah, you're a rookie, but hey, you know you've got a little bit of uh, experience behind your belt, and you got a little confidence. So um, one more for Johnny Barbie, and you're coming on up to uh, the big dogs and the sportsman class. Caleb K. Wood was runner up in uh, novice junior dragster class. Jesse Fritz doubled up this weekend. Uh, sportsman win in the big car and um, junior win this weekend in the main event of the juniors. Race Trevin Cummins in the final. Uh, semis, uh, Kennedy Arnold and Mia Scales. Awesome job to those two. Ray Evans, consolation. Uh, Addie Beal got the win um, in the Ray Evans Consi race. Uh, race Natalie Angel. So uh, all female, uh, female final there. Awesome. I love to see that. Um, semis, Jaden Jones and Allie Winkler. I think Allie, I, I, th I thought that was awesome. Um, seeing her name on the results page. Um, you know, Alex is her father, Alex Winkler, good friend of mine. Uh, grew up with around Alex and, and a lot of other, you know, folks, Bubba Long and Robbie Easton and the booths. And, um, I wasn't involved in the juniors, uh, but I grew up, you know, hanging around, hanging around them guys when I could. And, uh, I like to see that, you know, Alex got his kid out there and getting him involved and to see them have success. I just, I, I, I love that. So awesome job to Allie Winkler. All right. So we're going to be going to our caller, um, here briefly. Um, I said, I was going to talk about this, uh, earlier, the pick a winner, be a winner. Okay. So this is getting a little expensive. Um, I said, I was going to add $10 each week and I screwed up the first week. Cause I, what I meant was I was going to add ten dollars total so five for the winner um and then five for the person that picked the winner but i did 10 to each so it's actually costing me 20 dollars a week but i'm gonna leave it at that um katrina had a chance to win 45 this week um along with max if max would have won he would have won 45 um 
We're going to bump that to 50 this week for the winner and 50, 50 to the person that picked the winner, which would be Jesse Fritz if he does pick the winner. Um, and then I'm going to put a cap on this at $100 um, so that it doesn't cost me any more than 200 So when this hits 100 if nobody's hit it yet, it's going to stay at 100 So a chance to win $100 uh, to the caller and then $100 to the winner um, if they end up picking the right person. Um, and that would be 200 total, um, 100 to one and 100 to the other. So it will have a cap on it. And then, like I said, it's going to go up $5 from here. Um, so $5 per person. So 45 last week. It's going to be 50 this week to the winner. Um, and then 50 to Jesse if he gets the chance and picks the right person. Um, so that is what we're going to start doing from now on. All right. So I have our caller on the phone holding and waiting. Um, it is the young gun, Jesse Fritz. Um, he doubled up this weekend. Um, running two classes sportsman and the juniors um you know usually always in the juniors um and now jumping up to the sportsman class uh and gets it done in both classes jesse how you doing man oh i'm doing good i just had a real good dinner with some uh buddies so i'm feeling pretty good about myself how about you oh, i'm doing great man uh, yeah you you i talked to you yesterday um when i asked you to join the show and you said you were doing the frank holly school um this week I didn't really know much about that. I just I just Googled it before I called you. I didn't realize it was a drag racing school. Um, man, that's kind of neat. Like, what's so where's this at? Like, what part of the country are you in right now? Well, it's uh, they have several different locations that they'll put on the school yearly. And this one's at Indy, and they have one. And uh, their base is Gainesville, and they used to do Pomona, but they don't do that. Okay. I think there's one more, but I don't know off the top of my head. So you're over in Indy right now. How long will this go? This go the whole week? Uh, well, we were, we made three passes today, the incremental passes, and then tomorrow we'll make three more, and then it should conclude after tomorrow. So what exactly is is this school all about? Um, you're over there making passes, you said. So is this more like a bracket racing deal or licensing deal or like what what's the whole gist of this? Uh, I'd say this program's more for a person that doesn't have a race car themselves, maybe, and is looking to have that experience and, and be able to have that experience. Um, it, you know, bracket racing wise, it really doesn't offer anything, but it does offer a lot of things about driving the car itself. So how fast a, are the cars that you're driving over there? Uh, the dragster, I'm I'm licensing in Super Comp, and the dragster's got a 572 in it. It's pretty, pretty mild, and it runs 520s wow. in the eighth mile. That's pretty neat. I did not know. So you're telling. So basically, if I want to go and do this school, I can jump in a dragster and run 520s. Uh, yep. Wow. Yep, that's what they're doing. That is awesome. I've never even heard of that, but that's cool experience. Um, just a shout out to them guys. I mean, you know, now I, I didn't know about it. So anybody listening, Hey, you want to jump at a 520 dragster, Frank Holly school? Uh, uh, how often do they do this? I mean, you said they got a couple of locations. Is this something like when they get done with this class in Indy, they're going to move on to a different location or will they be back at Indy? Uh, they might do two classes a year at Indy. Okay. Um, but it, it'll be a while before they come back. It's right. A, 
I don't know when their next class is. I'm sure it's probably in Gainesville in a couple months. But okay, they haul they haul four cars around uh, for the main uh, you know bunch of licensing because they license in super classes, which is super right. gas and super comp. And then they have a top dragster and an alcohol funny car That's, that you can also license in. That is wild. Um, that is wild stuff. Well, yeah, it's it's a neat deal. I tell you what, this this weekend, um, pretty good, pretty big weekend for you. Um, you win in the junior class, which isn't really that uncommon. We've seen you do that plenty of times. And but um, you got it done in sportsman. Is this your first win in the bigger class? Uh. Yeah, with with uh, competition, it's my first big car win. I thought it was. I uh, wasn't sure. Um, does that feel like maybe you just got a monkey off your back and things will just start clicking now? I mean, you know, some people get their first win and it, it just it doesn't really phase them. But some people think, you know, I got I got it done. It's gonna just make it a lot easier. I don't have to, you know, concentrate on that first win. I can just go out there and race. I mean, what is it? To you, how does that feel to get that win out of the way? Well, I made my first final a couple of weeks ago in Sportsman, and I had to run uh, old bad Chad Isley, and <laughs> he was uh, he was 003 up front, and I was one. Oh wow! And I got spanked that one, <laughs> so that, I felt pretty bad about that one. So it felt it felt good to redeem myself. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And then you got not only you know get the win there, you you park two cars on the dance floor you get to win in the junior class um you know that's you were in the final a couple weekends ago um in the last points race and you got beat by tucker uh tucker was on a roll he's was three in a row i mean what is it like going to the track this weekend the all the talk is tucker mack can he do four in a row he's got the bounty on him is that one of those situations where you'd just rather not have to race him until you get to the final or does it matter to you i mean I know that some people, you know, line up against a certain person in, you know, any class, and they're thinking, ah, I didn't want to draw him this round, or you know, how, going through the process with Tucker, all the pressure was on Tucker this week. Was it easier um, go, coming into the week knowing that he had all that pressure on him because you're behind him in the points, you are 11 points behind him, and I'm sure you're trying to get the get up there and win in points. Is it a little easier knowing that all the pressure's on him and not on you? Well, I personally, I don't focus on that. I'm kind of a round-by-round round type of guy. If I get to worrying about, uh, you know, different point scenarios and things outside of the race car, I just I can't drive very well. That's a good I drive very well in the way to look uh, at it. First place. But, uh, <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. And, you know, Tucker made the same comment a couple of weeks ago when he was on the podcast. He just, just does his thing and, and for you know younger kids to to get that mental um ability to go out there and, and block everything out i think that's exceptionally um just awesome and you know it's always good to hear young drivers i mean you're going to be a force to be reckoned with when you get up and you guys got a roadster also um what i seen you at Terre Haute. you were at the um, bernie man you raced it over there. What's the holdup on getting it at Coles County? I mean, you guys haven't had it over there yet, have you? Uh, no, uh, we we weren't licensed, and now that I'm getting licensed today and tomorrow, 
my plan is is to run Corey Butler first round of Super Pro Saturday. <laughs> nice. Calling him out. Corey Butler, you better watch out. Jesse Fritz is chasing you to the lanes. Hey, that's a good one to start out with. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go for one of them, go for one of the better ones. So uh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I didn't know if maybe it was, you know, just not ready. Uh, maybe had issues at Terre Haute. Um, but yeah, I do realize now they did not really check for licenses over there in uh, the Burning Man race. And obviously CCD, um, they go by all them rules. So, uh, so you thinking by this coming weekend, you're going to be out there in the roadster. If all goes to plan with, uh, getting the paperwork back from Holly, I will put my best effort forth to have the roadster there. Well, we're looking forward to that. I, I think, I mean, you're already you're third in the street or in the sportsman points. You're 13 points behind Katrina, um, and you're a rookie. Um, you've got the R next to your name. You're labeled as a rookie. You're probably going to be the candidate for rookie of the year, if not the winner of rookie of the year. So it's always you know stepping up into a tougher class and obviously you know getting to use a delay box and that's a whole different atmosphere and a lot more tougher competitors. But you know there's something about you know the race car itself as opposed to driving a junior dragster or a sportsman car. The consistency is just it's night and day comparison. So I think that you know by you jumping onto a bigger car that's just built for you know one class um, and it's an actual race car. I think that'll definitely help, uh, and you know, in in adjusting to the, you know, bigger class. So, uh, looking forward to that. You know, you're, you're, you're how old now? Oh, I'm 17. 17. So you got one more year left in juniors, right? Yep. Finish out this year, and then I'm done. You're finishing out this year, and you're done. Obviously, you're one of the older kids that runs in the juniors. You're running a big car. Uh, other than Jenna, I think Riley, maybe. I think is she the one running the dragster? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, you're the older. You're one of the older kids in the class. Um, younger kids that are getting into the sport, especially the real younger ones. I mean, they look up to guys like you. That you know, they're you're running a big car. You're running. You know, you're you're second in the points in the juniors. You've won a race. You've won multiple races in in years past. I mean, do you try to try? I mean, do you try to be a mentor to these younger kids and help them out in any way, or are you just out there doing your own thing and just staying focused on yourself? I mean, well, I I realize that a lot of these kids, you know, will look up to older kids in a sense, and uh, um, I try. And you know, if somebody wants help, I'll definitely help them. Yeah. But I usually, otherwise, I usually keep to myself for the most part. Right. I, I see, and I'm not around that area a lot, but I, I feel like I notice that a lot. I mean, you just kind of seem like you're in the zone when you're at the track. You're you're by yourself, and you're just locked in. And but I just didn't know how that worked. I, I know, like you know, it's different for younger kids when they're out there racing, and they look up to a lot of people. And and you know, so uh, just thought that'd be kind of something that we could talk about. And and whether or not you know some of these young ki younger kids have ever come up to you and asked you for advice or whatever so just wanted to get those thoughts from you but um you got a big race coming up in july uh the hooper memorial um how, i don't know what the results were last year how did you fare in that race last year and what would it mean to you when you know win a big race like that in a junior dragster it's a thousand to win you got a free entry um thanks to uh 
Medcav or Med Medgav or whatever the sponsor. I'm not sure exactly. I have to look that up. But you guys got a free entry. You're running for a thousand dollars. That's a lot of money for somebody your age in in any um, of the junior dragsters. Well, it's uh, it's an exciting deal for Charleston, uh, especially. Um, it'll be an interesting, you know, uh, race depending on what the turnout looks like. Uh, last year, I ended up runnering up. Oh, you okay? Run it up. Tanner Spires ended up cracking me in the final, which he de he definitely deserved that win. He was on a roll that day. But uh, I'm so, just going to approach it like I approach any other big race and take one round at a time and do my thing. Right. I mean, I, I that's awesome you were there. So when you run it up last year, you walked away with probably more money than you've ever walked away in a junior drags race, I'm assuming. is Would that be correct? Uh, no. Uh, it was good money. Uh, I, I walked away with 300 bucks. Oh, okay. didn't split. Oh, but, wow. No split. Uh, wow. No, Tanner and I don't split. <laughs> there you go. I tell you what, when you get into the big cars, most of you, most of them are going to want to split. It always puts you in an awkward situation. If you're, if you're one of them that don't like to split, you kind of feel a little like, you know, eh, arrogant maybe, or, and it always puts you in an awkward situation. You got a guy come over there, which, hey, I'm willing to split with anybody. If I've made it that far, and it is not usually about the money to me, but, um, it, you know, I'm just warning you. You're getting a bigger cross. Did you split Did you split the sportsman final this week? Yeah, we found out what the pot was, and I felt like the runner-up money was pretty uh, negligible. Okay. But, you know, with the car count being what it was, I totally understand. So we split it. It was it was 380 and we split it 200 180 oh okay that's not bad not bad at all uh well here's the deal man um you are so you graduate high school next year i'm assuming right yes what i mean you have uh what's your future plans are you going to college um you got a job lined out like what what are you looking at doing after you get out of uh, high school um I really haven't, I mean, I've, I've kind of, I've given it a lot of thought, a lot of thought, but I really haven't taken any steps to, you know, move forward with any of those ideas or anything like that. But, okay. you know, I'd kind of like to go to a, a tech school maybe, or okay. a two year university and, and kind of, you know, feel it out a little my bit. Knowledge and, yeah. Yeah. In, in some areas, but I'm really not interested in any four year universities at the moment. Right. Okay. Um, uh, what about hobbies? You got any other hobbies besides racing on the weekends? Yeah, I, I bowl quite a bit. Do you? Bowler, huh? Yeah, most people get a giggle out of that. But, you know, <laughs> it's for me, it's, I tell you it's, what. it's kind of... It's, it's kind of like racing. It is competitive as hell. I love bowling. I don't do it enough. I, I, I mean, me and my girlfriend go every now and then, and she just kicks my ass. And I'm so competitive. I walk out of the bowling alley so mad every time. <laughs> I'm not that good of a bowler. I've had my moments, but it is a fun uh, sport to play, and I like going. I enjoy going. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say much about that uh, as far as you being a bowler. Because I do enjoy it. Um, any other hidden talents that nobody knows about? Um, you know, I, I so I talked to Fisher a couple week a couple weekends ago on the podcast, and we were talking after, and he's like, "Yeah, it'd been neat if you'd asked me if I had any other hidden talents." Because I'm a drummer. <laughs> I was like, I had no idea you could play the drums. Anything that you can do that nobody knows about? Uh, probably not that I'd want anybody to know about. <laughs> 
Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, anybody, um, before we wrap this up, we are going to play the pick a winner, be a winner game. Uh, but before we get into that, anybody you want to give a special thanks out to, sponsors, um, anybody helping you out and whatnot? Yeah, I definitely ought to thank my grandparents for lugging me and my stuff around most weekends, you know, year in and year out for the most part. And um, my aunt and uncle for helping me out last weekend when we thought we were going to need it. And, uh, you know, I, I got to thank the people who made me better when yeah. I was, a when, when I was a younger kid and they beat, I mean, they whooped me and didn't feel bad about it. Cause right. that's, that's what pushed me to, you know, become better. And I, I, I really am glad that, you know, I got beat around like I did. Well, get ready because, because you're moving up into super today. pro class soon. And I'm telling you, it ain't no cakewalk over there. I was 005 this week in Super Pro class and done. It's tough. <laughs> I was uh, third round. I raced Denny Cats, 005. He's 25, and my car didn't run the number. And you, it's so hard to judge a car that's that fast. How fast yeah. is the Roadster going to be? Oh, it'll be fast enough to beat Mike Mack in a grudge race. <laughs> Uh-oh. Calling you out, Mike Mack. I know he's listening, too, so uh, oh, that'll yeah. be fun. All right. Well, you know the rules. You've heard the podcast before, I'm sure, assuming. I think I've missed this part. Okay. So here it is. I got three buckets of chips. In all three buckets, they are designated classes. I got pro, sportsman, and super pro. In those buckets, I got 10 chips apiece, and it's the top 10 of the points in that category. I'm going to draw a name out of each one of them. So you're going to get a driver in pro. You're going to get a driver in Super Pro, and you're going to get a driver in Sportsman. I think it'd be neat if I drew your name in Sportsman because that would be <laughs> that would be cool. Um, give you a little extra incentive to win. So right now, the Katrina had Max Lane last week. He did not win Pro Class. If he or if he would have won, she would have got forty five dollars, and Max Lane would have got forty five dollars. Um, this week it's going to be fifty dollars to you if you can pick the right guy, which it's. You know, not. I don't think that we've drew the chips this week and had one of them actually be a winner. So hopefully, I get a good one for you, and you choose the right one. You can get a get an extra fifty bucks for you and the driver. So I'm going to start out with. I'll save your class for last. That'll make it interesting. Um, we're gonna go with Super Pro first. So I got. I'm gonna shake these up, and I am going to draw a chip. And it will be, oh, John Smiley. And he's having a lot of traction issues. Um, okay, so John Smiley and Super Pro. We're going to go on to Pro. Alright, pulling the name out now. It is Kim Niemeyer, your points leader in the Pro class. I hope he don't win because I'm trying to catch him. <laughs> and now, Sportsman class. We got a chip. It is going to be Clayton Patrick. Oh, I don't know. Did Clayton run Sportsman last this week? No. He did not. And I don't. I tell you what. I'm going to give you another chance because I know that he's in another car right now. I'm going to pick one more name. He's not. I don't think he's going to run Sportsman this week or, um, anymore. He's got a car that he's running that he's probably going to be in pro and super pro for the rest of the year. I'm not sure. So. To be yeah, fair, I think he's telling us his, his dad's Camaro, maybe. Yeah, I think it's actually a Plymouth. Um, 
I can't oh, remember okay. if it's a duster or a demon, but um, yeah, it's it's a badass car. I love that car. But here we go. I'm gonna draw one more. Let's keep it fair. And it's gonna be Caleb K. Wood. So there's your options: Kim Neymar and Pro, John Smiley in Super Pro, and Caleb K. Wood in Sportsman. You pick one of those guys. If that person wins this weekend, I'm giving you 50 bucks, and I'm giving the person that won 50 bucks. Well, I'm 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 rooting for my guy Kim. <laughs> I, thought, I figured it, it was going there. I tell you what, I might be chasing Kim up to the lanes this weekend. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> to the point where I'm getting a little frustrated. I I took a zero last week, and uh, he only pulled four points on me that week. Took over, and then he just turned around and got in the final this week. And I'm like, oh, boy. I, I Here's my deal. I want it, I don't want to go to ET Bracket Finals, but yet again, I do. And I told myself, if I was to win Race of Champions, I'll go. So my goal is to win the Race of Champions, and I'm, it's not looking good lately. So, um, But anyway, Kim Niemeyer is your selection. I'm writing that down. So good luck, Kim, Kim Niemeyer. Not really. I want to catch in the points, but <laughs> uh, alrighty, got it written down. So I appreciate you coming in on uh, this podcast this week, Jesse. It was fun talking to you. Um, like I said, it's a pretty cool deal. Um, I had a, a couple options, and I just thought, you know what? Jesse's a young kid. He's got his first win in a big car. He's going to be moving up in the Super Pro class. I wasn't sure it was going to be this soon, but sounds like it will be happening within the next couple weeks. Uh, you got the win in juniors. You're sitting there in third place in sportsman, um, 13 points back. That's quite an accomplishment for somebody that's, you know, labeled as a rookie. Um, and then uh, second place in junior points, 11 behind Tucker Mack. Um, obviously, it'd be kind of cool to see you win both of them. Uh, it's a tough task in, in sportsman. Um, you know, you got some heavy hitters up there. Katrina's last year's champion. Chad Isley and and Tucker and juniors is he's on a roll, but you're starting yeah, to close are. the gap a little bit. So I appreciate you coming on here, man. Um, good luck this weekend and we'll see you down there. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, not a problem, bro. I had a lot of fun too. All right, man. I appreciate that. Take it easy, man. We'll see you next time. All right. See ya. Bye. All right. So there you have it. Jesse Fritz. I uh, appreciate him calling in. Uh, good stuff as always from our caller i'm gonna go ahead and, and get into our uh, point standings and then standout drivers of the week and then wrap the show up um this is obviously one of the longer ones but you know had a lot to talk about and i don't mind doing a longer show um i just try not to keep it too long because i want to keep people interested and keep people listening and uh, tuning in every week so all right here we go pro class point standings as you guys heard me talking about it kim and Niemeyer. He's got an eight-point lead over me, uh, Rusty Hill, with 53 points. Uh, Kim Neymar's got 61. Jim Treat moving up the ladder. He's up to third. He's got 50 points, three points behind second place. Jim Chittick having a really good year. Had a pretty decent day this week. Not, you know, obviously you're looking for better, but got his first win uh, two weeks ago. He's sitting there with 48 points. Uh, Max Lang also moving up. He's having a pretty good couple weeks, too. Um uh, 46 points for Max Lane. He's tied with Ron Hill, uh, also with 46. Austin Romine in 7th with 43. Ellis V. Booth um, sitting there in 8th place with 41. Bill Lyons moving into the top 10 this week. He's got 40 points. 
And uh, rounding up your top 10 is Chad Isley. Laris Motorsports Insurance Super Pro Class Point Standings. Corey Butler still holding on to that point lead, but not by a lot. Denny Katz has come way up here. He's had a phenomenal couple weeks. Um, he ended up getting the win this week in Super Pro Class. He has got 54 points. Uh, Corey Butler's got 58, so just four points there um, separating first and second. Bob Paul sitting in third, moved down a spot this week. He's got 49 points. Jay Billingsley, um, 46 points, sitting in fourth place. He's only run four times this year, uh, so <laughs> that's pretty impressive. He's got three zeros, I believe. Uh, yep, three three zeros, and he's sitting in fourth place, moving up. Doug Patrick in fifth place. He's got 39. John Smiley, uh, he's in sixth place with 32 points. Jim Treat, uh, running off the bottom ball, foot breaking it, and he is tied with um, Sarah Weaver. Uh, in seventh place with 31 points. Austin Romine in ninth. And then rounding out the top 10, there's quite a bit of, oh, actually, all these guys are tied. Austin Romine with 28. Uh, Bill Bosler with 28. Bob Gaston with 28. And Doug Herman with 28. Sportsman class, last year's champion, Katrina Murphy. Uh, 55 points. Uh, second place, Chad Isley with 47. Jesse Fritz, our uh, caller, just a couple moments ago. The rookie, 42 points, sitting in third place. LSB Vo or LSV Booth uh, with 40 points, sitting in fourth. Uh, David Lyons, fifth place, uh, 39 points. Larry Lyons right behind David. He's got 36. Holden English with 35. Eighth place, Caleb K. Wood, 34 points. TJ Evans had a good week this past week, uh, 33 points. And then Clayton Patrick uh, with 32 um, like I said, I don't know if Clayton's going to be running uh, the sportsman class anymore that he's gotten to a bigger car, so we'll see. Um, but there is your top 10 in the big cars. Moving on to the junior dragsters. Tucker Mack still holding on. Um, like I said, we've talked about this before. Tucker's having an awesome year. Uh, 46 points in first place by himself. Got an 11-point lead over Jesse Fritz. Uh, Max Scott is having a pretty decent year. He's got 32 points. He's uh, third place. And then uh, Kennedy Arnold, uh, six point or 31 points, sitting there in fourth place. Adeline Beal, uh, 30 points. She is actually tied with Mia Scales, uh, who also has 30. And then Wyatt Scales with 29 points, um, eighth place. Um, Cruz Lee, he's got 28, and he's tied with Natalie Angel and Trevin Covens rounding out the top 10 in your junior class. Hey folks, don't forget, July 4th weekend, Coles County will be closed. Um, plenty of other places going to be open that weekend though. US 41's got a couple 10 granders if you want to go over there and race or if you just want to hang out with the family. I know it's holiday, so um, plenty to do on the July 4th weekend with Coles County being closed. Um, right after that though, it's the big one. Um, we're going to have an entire week our entire episode um, dedicated to this week that, that you know, for the Easton family memorial. Um, I think that's going to be a pretty awesome weekend, and I'm have I'm looking forward to that uh, week um, on the podcast. I'm going to try to get a bunch of callers in here and talk about Robbie and Bob and whatever. But um, July 9th, the Robbie Easton Memorial, $3,255 to win. Um, that'll be on Saturday. Sunday, a couple big ones. Um, so the Sunday following the Robbie Easton, they will have the Bob Easton Memorial. 
That's $3,122 to win Super Pro Class. Uh, Sportsman Class, $1,324 to win Sportsman. And all of these are on a regular entry fee. So, you know, no extra entry fee. I don't know where you're going to find a better deal than that. Uh, juniors, I believe, pay $324 that day. Um, and then moving on, later in the month, July 23rd, the Jim Hooper Memorial uh, Junior Dragster Race, $1,000 to the winner. Um, 300 to runner-up. Uh, they will have a big check included to the winners and uh, the runner-up. Semi is going to pay $100. Ray, Ray Evans Consolation is going to pay $100. The runner-up uh, will pay $50. So uh, a lot of extra stuff in that race. Best losing package, $200. First dead on with a zero during eliminations, $200. Every double O light in eliminations is $20. And it's all 100% guaranteed payouts, along with the uh, Easton Memorial Race, by the way. That's all 100% guaranteed payouts. And um, MedNav is going to sponsor this Jim Hooper Memorial uh, Junior Race. They are giving a free entry to all the junior drivers. So that's freaking awesome. I, that's, I can't say enough about um, Donnie and doing that. That's just the coolest thing ever. So um, looking forward to a big couple uh, months coming up. Uh, with some big races on the line but that is all for today folks i know this is going to be one of them episodes that might be a little controversial um we're just going to go ahead and uh hashtag this one as brutal honesty and hey you know what that's the way it's going to be i didn't i'm not here to stir anything up or cause drama i'm just here to talk about what's going on and um i will have a few opinions um a lot of them i keep to myself but some of them that I think need to be addressed, I'm going to talk about. So hopefully I didn't hurt anybody's feelings. And uh, hopefully you tune in next weekend for or next week for another uh, podcast. Uh, it'll be episode number six. This one will be available on Spotify and YouTube. Um, so hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and feel free to share. We will see y'all next week. <laughs>